This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Welcome to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. Are you looking for ways to freshen up your home? One way is to look down. I'm talking about your floor, and our guest this afternoon has some great solutions. Whether you're into hardwood, laminates, vinyl, carpeting, there's all sorts of new products out there. We'll hear all about the ones that could be right for you. That's coming up. But first, a look at some of the consumer headlines from the past week. After a lot of pressure, WestJet said this past Thursday they will now give a cash refund for flights canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic, not just a voucher. And the airline said that goes back all the way to the beginning of the pandemic. WestJet says starting November 2nd, they'll start contacting customers who have been affected. Good news for international students who want to study in Canada. They are now once again allowed into the country to go to school despite the COVID-19 situation. They'll have to quarantine here first, though. Meantime, your shopping trip to Trader Joe's in Bellingham is just going to have to wait. The feds announced this past Monday that they'll keep uh, the drive through border crossings closed, even though the closure was supposed to end this past Wednesday. And this is the last Halloween you'll be able to buy fireworks legally in Vancouver. Despite that, Vancouver Fire and Rescue Services isn't too worried about a busier-than-usual Halloween night, even though it's on Saturday this year. They say it's mainly because of COVID, keeping things a little more subdued. The bylaw was passed last November, banning the sale and use of consumer fireworks after this year's Halloween season. There's no way to know at this point uh, whether people are actually buying more fireworks than usual because the sales don't actually start until tomorrow. And a Squamish man has flushed away 483 bucks on a speeding ticket. I say flushed because he was caught going twice the speed limit, and when he was pulled over, he told the cops he was going that fast because he had to go to the bathroom. Police clocked the guy, who was in his 20s, doing 175 Ks an hour past the Cypress Bowl ex- exit on Highway 1 this past Monday morning. The speed limit there is 90, and the cops didn't buy it because he had just sped past a gas station, and they point out that they have bathrooms there. Along with the $483 ticket, the young dude has had his ride impounded for seven days. This is Vancouver Consumer. Stick around. Everybody needs a floor. And we've got the latest on the coolest products out there for your home. Whether it's hardwood, laminate, vinyl, carpeting, even 70s shag carpeting. It's Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong and I have a theory that you should never scrimp on those things that connect us to the earth. I'm talking about shoes, uh, tires for your car, mattresses, and flooring. And my guest right now is an expert in that. Mark Basie from End of the Roll is with us. Hi, Mark. How you doing? Good, Martin. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're very, very welcome. And uh, I... I don't know if I'm like a lot of people. I sort of secretly uh, obsess about flooring. I love flooring. (laughs) It's one of those things. I don't know if a lot of people talk about it, but it really makes a difference in your living space. Well, you know, it's funny you say that. Uh, We uh, (laughs) one of the number one things um, that that happens in our stores 
Because you're not the only one, Martin. What happens <laughs> uh, is they'll, people will be out on the Internet. They'll be on Pinterest. They'll be on Instagram. They'll see things that they like. They'll come into the store with their phone in hand and say, hey, do you have something like that? And they'll just show us, and then our product experts in the store have to figure out, okay, what, what type of flooring is it? Because as you know, a lot of laminates and uh, vinyl planks look like wood. So when you're seeing a picture, it's not necessarily clear on exactly what the product is. Um, but our, our guys have gotten really, really good at being able to look at a picture from Pinterest and saying, oh, we've got something just like that for you. And we're able to help them out in that regard. So you're not the only one. And, you know, we often encourage people to dream big because, you're, you know, the budget, you actually can be really surprised how far it can go. So when you see those pictures on Pinterest and think, well, I could never do that, you might be surprised. Well, that's good. that's good to know that I'm not alone. <laughs> um, but uh, endoftheroll.com is where you can go to see a lot of this stuff. We just did uh, some some renovations to our basement, and we always wondered what we could do with the flooring in the basement because it's kind of uneven and it's cement. And we put down a vinyl product that just hugs the cement, looks like wood. And I was so impressed. Um, I guess the technology is always changing with these kind of vinyl floors and laminate floors. Yeah, that's, I'd say that is also one of the biggest challenges we have in our industry as well. Uh, you know, unfortunately, like most industries, you know, there's some really cheap products that can flood the market and it can get a really high end as well. And when you're dealing with a floor like a basement, basements are great examples because, you know, once you start digging under, you never know what you're going to pull up or what's going to be here. And most people, uh, you know, especially in the 80s and 90s, have had carpet that just hadn't been replaced for a long time. So when you start pulling up that floor, you might find out that it's a lot more uneven than uh, you maybe felt or walking around on it. Uh, with some of the early vinyl technologies, vinyl planks that click together, um, going back, you know, 10, 15 years now even, they weren't very well put together and even having the slightest imperfection in your floor could really cause problems for you in terms of plank separation or even just as you're walking on it being able to feel through the vinyl you know the the roughness in the floor you know in the last few years especially the technology has advanced so much that we're actually able to better products are being created daily that can deal with these types of issues Uh, i would never recommend anybody try to cover over problems in their floor with a product, you're always better off trying to repair any issues. Uh, There is some variance, and you'll see this on the instructions. If you're a DIYer and you actually read the instructions, uh, I don't always read, I I hate to admit, but if you read the instructions, it'll tell you what kind of variance you can have when you're installing the floor to know exactly, well, is this little hump here a problem, or is this a problem? The instructions are very clear on what's acceptable and, you know, when the floor, floor will perform well and when maybe you should consider repairing it. I'm a big fan of always making sure the floor is in the best shape possible, and the other side of that is the technology to repair floors now with self-leveling compounds and, uh, you know, the different ways that you can use wood to, to even out a floor. It's become really easy, even for the DIYer, to have a good uh, substrate to be able to put the floor down on in the first place. So. so you've never really met a floor that you couldn't put something down on that looks great, would you say? Yeah, that? it's very difficult. It's very difficult these days. I mean, it, at worst, at your worst there'll be a product it might cost you a few more bucks to have the proper backing on it but at worst you have to do a little bit of work to the substrate but the problems are always solvable the question is is just figuring out what that problem is and that's the difficulty for a lot of homeowners is they don't always know what's causing the problem whether it's a a, you know an issue with the foundation or whether it's just you know slight settling that's happened like uh, my house is was built in 1966 
And uh, it's not perfect. It definitely has its warts. Uh, part of that is that it's settled over the last 50 years. And uh, so when we're looking at the floor in my house, uh, you know, it tends to slope a little bit. And a lot of people don't know, you know, when you're looking at your floor, they might think it has to be perfectly level. And in some cases that could, you know, putting inches onto a floor in some spaces. And, and that's not necessarily true. The main thing when installing a floor is that you want to have it be flat. So that's the thing that's going to cause you the least amount of problems is when there's waves in your floor, that's when you'll see the issue. But if it's flat, getting it level is sort of, you know, the second step there, but making sure it's flat is number one. We're talking to Mark Basie from End of the Roll. You can go to endoftheroll.com to see everything they have. They have stores uh, right across the country, nine stores in the Lower Mainland, four on the island. And uh, you offer everything, uh, you know, despite the name End of the Roll makes you think of carpet, but you've got hardwood, laminates, uh, vinyl products, all of those things. Do you see, like, as the years go by, do you see some of the products overtaking? Like, is is hardwood becoming more popular than carpeting and then vinyl flooring coming in? Is it, is it like a horse race with all these different products? You know, it's, it is like a horse race, but it's more like the horse race you see at a fair where one horse is in the lead for a little while and then it backs off and another horse comes <laughs> in and then that horse retakes the lead. It's quite remarkable especially in the last 10 to 15 years because of all the new technology we've seen in flooring. Um, you know, the best example is when you look at something like a laminate product. Laminate became very big around, you know, 2000s, early 2000s. It looks like wood, but it's not wood. Didn't come, it was cheaper than wood. Didn't come with all the costs and the, the difficulty that wood has in terms of installation, although wood's gotten a lot better with installation over the years. So laminate was used quite a bit in the early 2000s. Now, those early versions of laminate had uh, a lot of problems. Part of it was, you know, the, the reliability of those products. And it sort of fell out of favor. And that's, that's essentially why the, the vinyl planks, those click-together vinyl planks that people are putting in their basement these days, why they became so popular. They solved a lot of problems that laminate had, one of the big ones being uh, water permeability. So with laminate, anybody that's had laminate over the last 20, 30 years knows that if you put water on that, it, the planks will swell fairly easily. Um, over the years, they've done things like put wax seals in between the planks to help make them a little more water resistant. Nowadays, you can actually get fully waterproof uh, laminate planks. So it's made a bit of a comeback. We've seen over the past year or two that laminate is really making a strong comeback because you can do a lot with that product. It's also sort of filled in a gap where we've learned that there's some issues with the clip together vinyl planks now as well, at least the low quality ones. So end of the world doesn't tend to carry a lot of the lower end product. Um, but what we found is like, you know, the stuff that you can find at a big box store that's like super cheap, that's just off of a shipping container, that kind of stuff doesn't necessarily perform well, especially when you're dealing with uneven floors. But with laminate nowadays, all the advantages you get with laminate and now the fact that it's waterproof, we've seen that make a really big comeback. Well, I'm waiting for the big comeback of the Austin Powers kind of style shag carpeting. Is that going to come back? <laughs> the really you know, thick stuff. Yeah, the best part about carpet, the way that that's changed over the years, is carpet, you know, especially in the 70s and 80s, everybody carpeted every room in their house. It was just, let's lay down carpet. It's not unusual to see carpets in bathrooms and kitchens even going back that far. Uh, That luckily, thankfully, has gone (laughs) to the wayside. But now, what we're seeing is people using carpet in really interesting ways. So, you know, where you, you, I guess... What the trend sort of happened in the late 90s, early 2000s, where you'd start putting hard surfaces throughout the whole house, including in the bedrooms. 
And now what you're seeing is people, you know, going, well, well, hold on a second here. Rather than doing one monotone across the whole thing, how can we vary this space up a bit? And they might be putting carpet in the kids' rooms. They might be putting carpet in the master bedrooms, uh, into dens, et cetera, to break up that, make it a little bit more comfortable. So it's, you know, I don't know if we'll ever go back to the days of having a really loud and vibrant carpet. Uh, we don't tend to see a lot of it moving. Um, but, you know, carpet itself is surprisingly versatile, and people are finding unique and interesting ways to use that in their homes again now. Yeah, the kind of carpeting where you need a rake. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, so, are there? What are some of the interesting products that are that are coming through that you see? What's the future of flooring? I know, like things like bamboo and those kind of things. Yeah, I, I'm not really a guy that can predict the future on this kind of stuff. And I know, you know, when we look back at like what we thought the industry was going to be like and what was going to be happening and the products that were going to do well or not do well. You know, it's very difficult because flooring is a fashion trend like everything else. And if anybody can predict fashion, uh, you know, send them to me because it's something that's very difficult to be able to nail in advance. So we're sort of playing the game of like taking a look at what the trends are and then finding products that fit those trends. The technology behind it, you know, to the end consumer, it's really about how that product's going to perform. You can have a piece of flooring that'll meet a certain look in a whole bunch of different price points and a whole bunch of different technologies from laminate to vinyl plank to even vinyl sheets. You can buy vinyl sheets that look exactly like click together, even though it's just one big, huge sheet. So you can get the type of look you want, but the, te- the technology behind it is what's really going to make the difference in your life. So a great example are these new polymer stone core products that are basically uh, a new way of doing flooring. It has the same vinyl plank that you're probably familiar with seeing, but rather than being like a flimsy, like if you go into a store and you pick up a vinyl, like you can kind of wave it up and down, and it'll kind of flex quite a bit, unlike laminate, which is stiff like a board. These stone core products are now stiff like a board, but rather than having that MDF uh, center core that uh, laminate has, these stone core products are actually built out of a product that's 100% waterproof and, and you know, partially instead of stone. So this click-together product is extremely durable, but it also comes with all the benefits. Of the vinyl. It's really the best of all worlds between vinyl plank uh, and laminate. It's just a new way of putting the layers together to be able to make it stand up to even the toughest environments in your home. Right, and with, with all this kind of product, I guess it's important for somebody who wants to put new flooring in their home to, to really do some research, and you can go to endoftheroll.com and take a look. Or you could go to one of the nine stores in the Lower Mainland. There's four on the island. Uh, I, I guess it's important to actually touch and feel some of this stuff, right? Yeah. And the other side of that, too, is knowing, you know, exactly what product is going to go within your budget and perform the way that you want it to. The look is not hard. The look is actually the easiest part, like I had mentioned previously. But just, you know, knowing not everybody needs to spend a million dollars on flooring, you know, to, to get what they need out of their, their own home. So we have commercial products in some of our stores that are just way overkill. So if you're coming in looking for the absolute top-of-the-line best product, we, we have that, but that's not always going to be the most budget-friendly for you. So we want to make sure we're giving you a product that's appropriate for the environment that you're going to be using it. And that's where our flooring experts in-store can really help. They'll be able to walk you through, let you touch the products, and they'll point out the difference and be able to see so knowing when they start asking you questions like, okay, Martin, while you're putting this in your basement, what does your basement look like? What's the substrate? Is it a subfloor? Is it directly on the concrete? When was the house built? They'll be able to help you steer you towards a product that's going to perform well and have the look you want and then fit it within the budget that you're looking for. So 
there's no one size fits all with flooring, just like most house. All the tastes and styles are different, but the product that you're going to need for your specific situation, it's absolutely the best to go in and talk to the flooring advisor so they can point you in the right direction and really deliver on a product that's going to perform well. One thing we see quite a bit is people that have gone to a big box store, they see a plank that they like, they'll take that home and they find out that it doesn't perform very well. There's a lot of reasons for that, but the number one is that they're not getting you know, the reason behind why the plank is failing from the, the in-store personnel. They don't, the, the expertise isn't there to be able to say, hey, this isn't going to work well in these environments. It's really left up to the homeowner. Whereas when you hit the end of the roll store, they're going to be able to say, look, I wouldn't recommend that for these reasons, or I would recommend it for these reasons, and here's how you can expect it to perform. Well, go to endoftheroll.com. You can uh, find out the locations of nine of the stores in the Lower Mainland, four on the island, and uh, endoftheroll.com is where you can see all of these uh, different products. Mark Basie is our guest, and when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, DIYers, uh, people doing it themselves, and uh, End of the Roll can make that easy. And my guest this afternoon, Mark Basie from End of the Roll, endoftheroll.com. And we were talking about the uh, resurgence of shag carpeting. No, we're, we're just kidding about that. <laughs> but uh, uh, there's a lot of different products. And if you go to endoftheroll.com, you can see the new kind of vinyl flooring. There's uh, hardwood, laminates, uh, carpeting, everything you need. And uh, we were talking about do-it-yourself uh, people who want to do uh, put in these floors themselves. Um, is that something you recommend to, to, to your customers? Not only do I recommend it, but I take that approach myself. Uh, I don't know. It's, it, it's very personal in terms of whether someone should attempt DIY. I'm of the mindset that if you're at all interested and you want to tackle it, you know, we'll do everything we can on our end to support you through that process. But for those that aren't comfortable with DIY, we have professional installers. We're, we're more than happy to come in and do it. And I'll give you a good example of our, uh, my own home. Uh, we're going to be redoing the floors uh, on our main level. And it would probably take an installer, it's about 1,000 square feet. It would probably take an installer, you know, two days tops to do it. For a guy like me, I'm a little bit handy. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm extremely handy. It's probably going to take me a part of a week, especially when we get to the portions of doing the stairs, which can be a little complicated. But I'm going to figure it out. Uh, I'm a big fan of DIY. I would highly recommend, you know, if you're interested at all, it's, it's really, with a lot of the products today, not terribly difficult. And when you walk into our stores and talk to our flooring experts, they'll let you know what products are DIY-friendly and not. There are some that, you know, should have professional installation, especially when you're looking at carpet. I, I don't know if I'd ever DIY carpet. Uh, and hardwoods, you know, they can get a little tricky, too. They're very... It's almost like a living floor when you're using hardwood or even engineered hardwood. They're not necessarily a homeowner-friendly product. It really depends talking to the flooring advisor and the stores will be able to help you determine what products are going to work well for you. But things like laminate and the vinyl plank and the stone corks, all the click together products, those are all extremely DIY friendly. The main thing you want to look for in that is, is making sure you're reading the instructions. I am not, I hate to admit an instruction reader. I generally <laughs> say, let's this a try first. And once I make my first mistake, then I'll try and find the instructions. Uh, but with flooring, it's one of those things where there, there's very specific requirements of what, you know, how you should be starting a room, uh, what the variance on the floor can be, uh, what are the common problems you're going to run across and how to tackle them, i.e. going around door frames and all that kind of stuff. So reading the directions first is, is something I'd recommend, even though I don't always follow that advice myself for sure. But why 
don't be afraid of it. Those stores are very DIY friendly. For those of you that aren't, we absolutely have installers that can come in and save the day. Right. That's good to know. Someone can come in and save the day. And I guess if you're halfway through uh, a job yourself and you come up with a challenge, uh, you can go to end of the role and get some help. Easily, for sure. And I that's the thing. Don't feel like when the... The best part about working with end of the role is, you know, we're not a fly-by-night company. We've been in business for over 30 years. We're here to help. You know, we want to see our flooring last. And what tends to happen with us, too, uh, because we do have a relationship with our clients, it's not, it's a little different than a big box store where you go in and get product and then something goes wrong, you've got to call customer service, you know, maybe they get back to you early, maybe they don't, maybe you got to wait in line for the store. With us, you're going to be talking to the flooring advisor, you know, flooring advisor, Bob, you're going to have a relationship, you're going to have his phone number. If something goes wrong in the process or you have a question, you'll be able to pick up the phone and say, hey, Bob, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's up with this. And that relationship will continue on because if there's a problem with the product in any way, whether it's a manufacturing defect or something the homeowner has caused on their own through, you know, an accident, a spill, a chipboard, you know, that relationship doesn't end the, that they take the flooring out of the store. They're able to call us and we're able to help them do those things as well. And they do. Like if you read through our Facebook comments or our Google reviews, you'll see that our stores very much support the homeowner after the fact to make sure that floor is looking good for the lifestyle. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit about the history of End of the Roll, uh, endoftheroll.com, um, and uh, how it has evolved, because it's been around forever, and, uh, you know, as somebody, I grew up in Vancouver, I've been on Vancouver radio for a long time, I've heard the commercials a million times, uh, End of the Roll started as kind of a, a place to get carpeting at a really good price, because it was the end of the roll. You get like the remnant, and uh, it's really grown into something a lot more. Yeah, we've evolved quite a bit since those early days. I mean, when the founders started the company, the the concept behind it was really smart. The, the historical way of doing flooring back then in the 70s was very much you walk into a store, you look at a small swatch, maybe you take it home, and then you uh, order the flooring. It shows up on a truck, you know, a month or two down the road, and they install it. Uh, what the founders of End of the Roll ended up doing was saying, well, wait a second here. Why don't we order the rolls in advance? We'll just get a bunch of rolls. We'll throw them in the store. People can see the actual flooring that's going to go in their home. We'll be able to install it. And because we're buying all these rolls up front, we're going to have way better pricing than anyone else is able to have. And that was the fundamental behind the stores. How we've evolved in that time is we've looked at that model and we said, well, let's not just do that with carpet. Let's do it with everything flooring-related. So when we're talking about laminates, hardwoods, uh, vinyl plank, any new technologies that are coming out, uh, we're able to jump on those products. And because we have a national company, we're able to get some of the best possible pricing on in-stock goods. So we're very hard to beat in terms of pricing in that regard. Uh, We're also able to uh, essentially take that model of having in-stock flooring and be able to uh, make sure you can see the product that you're going to have. You're not going to have to wait two or three weeks to get it. You're able to take them that day if you want to work on it. So if you're considering a flooring project, for example, even if it's just a small bit of laminate that you're putting in the basement or vinyl plank that you're putting in your basement, you know, if you're thinking of visiting a big box store, check out under the rule. We're going to have a lot more product than they have, but we're also going to have a, a better product than they have in a lot of cases. Endoftheroll.com is where to go. Uh, we're talking to Mark Basie. And you mentioned swatches, I guess, uh, like a carpet swatch. Um, there must be a, a lot of samples of the different types of flooring. Can you take stuff home so you can put it on the floor and see how it goes with the cat, etc.? <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely. And that's, so I will preface this by saying uh, there's a bit of a pandemic happening right now. So that has changed slightly in terms of how we're doing that. Uh, but generally speaking, you know, pre-pandemic and what will likely be the case post-pandemic is if you walk into a flooring store and you want to see what it looks like, most of the stores are going to be able to help you, even if it's just taking a full board off of a box that's there to go and see what it looks like in your home. Uh, the difference with the pandemic now is that we're a lot more uh, diligent about when we put those out, making sure uh, that we sanitize them when they come back. In some cases, there won't be something that's able to go out right away. Uh, it really depends. So check with your local store if you're interested. They'll be able to tell you exactly the, the policies and procedures that they're using in that case. But yeah, absolutely, we encourage people, you know, it looks one way in the room, get it home under your lights with your windows and be able to see what it looks like for sure, because that's going to give you the best accurate representation of, of what's happening. And all the stores are open. Uh, across, it's across Canada, right? Yeah, across Canada, yeah, we're all open. Um, basically, well, up to Ontario. So we're, we're basically from British Columbia to Ontario. We're still working on tackling the East. But yeah, we're all open across the country. Uh, our pandemic policies that we have in place uh, are for the protection you know, of not only our store owners, but the customers themselves. One thing, you know, that's really great about our stores is it's a specialty store. We're, we're only doing flooring. We're not selling nails or roof shingles or anything else. So you're not going to face the crazy crowds elbowing in there to get glue when you're coming to look at a specialty product like flooring for your home. So you get lots of room in the stores. Uh, we have policies, depending on the region and the local health environment that's required, we're making sure we're following all that, if not exceeding them. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely go check out our stores for sure. And for people who are, uh, who are homeowners uh, and are, fixing up their house. Resale value is a huge factor in the work that they do. Um, and I, I'm guessing uh, it's an obvious thing that a beautiful floor will add a lot to the value of the home. Are there certain types of products that add more value or is it just a, a case-by-case situation? Well, yes is the short answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the longer answer is it really depends on the situation that you're going into. So uh, condos, for example, will have they usually have a stricter policy on flooring, so you can't necessarily go with the type of flooring that's going to bring the most value because you have to meet sound requirements between the floors and those kind of things. Uh, but in general, when you're looking at any type of flooring for a sale, putting a new flooring is going to increase the value, and that's not you know, a sales point or anything else. That's If you Google, will flooring increase the value of my home, it's clear <laughs> as day that that's likely to happen because of uh, how buyers get emotionally attached when they walk into a house, they see these beautiful floors. It takes up such a huge amount of space in your home. You know, to not have new floors when you're going to sale is really going to affect how quickly that house sells and uh, the value that you're going to be able to get for it. We find, in general, you're going to hit a three to four times ROI on putting new floors in your house before sale, depending on the condition of your current floors. Of mm-hmm. But to answer the bigger question of which type of flooring, a hardwood is always the one that's going to increase the value the most but it's also the most expensive in a lot of cases to put in. What we find is, you know, when you're looking for a quick sale or flip, even using a quality laminate or vinyl product, it looks so good nowadays that people can't even tell the difference. They'll put their hands on the floor and go, is this hardwood? And they don't know for sure because of how good it looks. And with the way the technology is advanced, on a lot of planks now that aren't wood, you'll be able to put your hand on them and it'll feel like wood. It'll have the grooves in it like a hand scraping, but it's not, it's not a wood product. It's completely made out of laminate and vinyl. And I guess that has some impact, uh, you know, environmentally. There are certain products that are a little more environmentally friendly than others. Yeah, I mean, so uh, this always gets a little bit tough because technology is changing so fast. 
but trying to find products that, you know, especially when it comes to things like hardwood, you want to make sure they're sustainably sourced. When you're dealing with uh, flooring, the number one thing you can do is make sure it's going to be a product that you're not going to have to throw out in five to 10 years because it's a super cheap product. That's probably out of all the different environmental impacts that can happen with flooring, having a product that's going to last you 30 or 40 years is always going to be more environmentally friendly than a product that you're going to have to throw out in five because it's breaking. So if I could give any advice to anybody about a sustainable or green product, it's just making sure you're not creating that waste because that's the biggest, you know, factor in whether a floor is going to be, you know, work for you in a green world is going to be based on the fact that it's getting that floor shipped to you and then having to redo it again down the road. Yeah, that's a good point because the environmental impact on a house that gets torn down is huge. It doesn't matter how environmentally correct the building materials were. If it gets torn down, uh, and I guess it's the same with flooring, if it lasts a long time, that's going to be better for the planet. Yeah, and it's, you know, looking at, you know, that, that's always the tough part. And we see so many times, like we get a lot of calls. Uh, from homeowners who have had a product in their home and it's just not performing well. And, you know, they've bought it somewhere where maybe they're not getting the help that they need and they need us to kind of assess the situation. So we'll send an just a flooring advisor installer over to the home to see what's going on with this floor that they've purchased. And it's just, nine out of ten times, it's that it's just not a good product. They were sold the product. They liked the price points of it. And maybe it wasn't explained to them exactly that it wasn't going to perform well in that environment. And, you know, two or three years after it was installed, it has to be all ripped out and then they're spending twice the money anyway. So, you know, if it's not with us, make sure whatever flooring company you go with is explaining to you, you know, how well a product is going to perform and make sure they back that up. You know, within the role, you know, we're here, we're not going anywhere. When you, we install a product for you, it's going to come with a warranty. And in a lot of cases, it's quite significant. So longer than life that you'll probably have the house in some cases. So, you know, whatever flooring company you're dealing with, it's important they stand behind the product because there is cheap materials that do flood the market. Uh, that, you know, end up creating this level of waste that, you know, we just hate to see, and we're still seeing it to these days. Um, So making sure you just double-check on that is going to save you a lot of time and headache down the road, for sure. Good advice from Mark Basie from End of the Roll. You can go to endoftheroll.com. Nine stores in the Lower Mainland, four on the island, uh, all the way to Ontario as well. Uh, Thank you so much, and I I know you're busy. We're all spending so much time at home. Uh, Just thanks for talking to us, and uh, best of luck. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Martin. Pleasure to be here. Thanks very much. Thanks, Mark. It's Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong, and coming up, when you fly, there's economy class, there's business class, there's first class. But there's also first class, and we'll hear all about that when we uh, ask Andrew right after this, when Vancouver Consumer returns. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and it's time for Ask Andrew. Our producer, Andrew Ferreira, is with us. Andrew, have you ever flown first class? (laughs) No, (laughs) never. I have a few times, but it's always been the result of a mistake, Someone has made an error, ah. and I'm sitting in first class. But it is pretty nice. But apparently, there there's something even nicer than first class. Yeah, it's like firster class. It's <laughs> not actually called firster class. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Air Canada might get upset with me if people start calling it firster class. Firster class. Firster class. It's not firster class. But Air Canada, um, and what I think is just this is this is an incredibly cool move from Air Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, tourism has obviously been you know, for lack of a better word, bludgeoned yes, uh, by true. the pandemic. Uh, people just aren't really traveling. That, that's that's an end of sentence. People aren't really traveling. Uh, but as things begin to slowly open up, 
as we start to rein in uh, COVID-19, uh, there's still a little bit of tourism happening for those who are declared safe to go, going from safe place to safe place, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Air Canada is saying, you know what? Let's do something wild. So what they're essentially doing is they're taking four of their Airbus A319 jets with a Z uh, aircraft. Uh, these are essentially used only for, you know, these are all business class seating planes. Yeah, these these it, aircraft only have 58 seats in them. Wow. If it's spelt with a Z, you know it's got to be good. Exactly. Uh, so these are essentially the jets that Air Canada uses to transport, you know, sports teams, music groups, corporate clients. These are charter jets, essentially. But Air Canada is saying, you know what? Why not let normal people have some fun here? So Air Canada is putting uh, four of these jets uh, into service, which I think is really, really cool. Uh, they're business seats. Uh, and here's one of my favorite really, really specific stats. They offer 42 to 49 inch seat pitch. <laughs> wow. That's, I don't know what that means, but it sounds exactly. good. I'm not even sure what that means, <laughs> but I'm sure it's wonderful. I think that's how far back it tilts or something. Yeah. Uh, there's a table in the middle that can be booked for families and friends who are traveling together. There's complimentary iPads for entertainment on these things. Uh, customers will receive priority check-in and security clearance, uh, Maple Leaf Lounge and Star Alliance Lounge access. Uh, they're going to leave from what they call prime gate locations at airports, requiring customers to board only and I say this to uh, all the parents, special shout out to my mother here. You only have to begin boarding 35 minutes prior to departure. Wow. So uh, you don't have to wake up at four in the morning for your 2 p.m. flight, mother. Um, <laughs> not that I don't appreciate the fact that we have to be there early. Uh, but these flights are going into the following uh, destinations from the following places. So listen closely. Uh, if you're, you know, find yourself traveling out of Toronto. Uh, you could go to Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach, Fort Myers, Barbados, Cancun, uh, Kelowna, and Vancouver on these flights. Uh, if you're here in the lower mainland, uh, your flights with jets, it's probably just jets, aircraft are off to Phoenix, Palm Springs, and Puerto Vallarta. And if you find yourself in Montreal, uh, your destinations are Fort Lauderdale and Barbados. That's pretty cool. Wow. That, that sounds, I just wonder how much it costs. <laughs> Come on, splurge a little. You can, of course, go to the Air Canada website for more information on this, just aircanada.com. But I I just think it's really cool. If you go on the website, you'll see that between the... the there are rows of essentially four, fa four seats that face each other, two on each side. There is literally a table in the middle. It looks like a mini dining room. Oh. It, I'm looking at it right now. It's, it's kind of surreal, and it also makes me uh, wish that I had actually... You know, I was part of a professional sports team or a rock star or something because yeah. I'm used to, you know, not being able to feel my legs after an hour. Oh, I know. Like going to the airport and taking a flight in the COVID times would be terrifying. You've got someone's butt in your face, putting their uh, their their overhead luggage. Oh, so that sounds good. Well, thank you, Andrew. Uh, this is Vancouver Consumer. And when we come back, we're going to find out how we can take control of our health. Stick around. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.